Social. My name is Courtney Sandora, and throughout this podcast series, you'll be hearing from myself and the Go Social team. Go Social is a PR and social media marketing firm with offices in Denver, Colorado, and Louisville, Kentucky. We'll be discussing social media trends and influencer best practices in the food and beverage landscape. If you have any questions and want to reach out, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Go Social, or you can visit our website at goforthbesocial.com. Hi, everyone. This is Courtney, and I'm here with Matt uh, from Yelp, Colorado, and we're going to talk a little bit about this crazy time and what both Yelp is doing to help restaurants during this time and how Matt is is surviving the pandemic uh, currently. So Matt, thank you so much for being on with us today. Hi, Courtney. Thank you so much for having us on. We really appreciate it and we're excited to be here. Cool. Well, I guess I'll just get right into it. I mean, how has life changed for you personally since quarantine began? So with my role at Yelp, I've actually been re- working remotely with them, you know, since I became a community manager uh, about five years ago. So the whole working from home thing honestly hasn't been as big of an adjustment for me as it may be for most people. Um, though a large portion of my job requires me to visit local businesses, meet the owners and find unique ways to promote them to our community. So that's been a big adjustment, not being able to do that. And something that I genuinely miss, you know, making those connections. Yeah. Are you able to connect with them all remotely right now or? You know, we're trying not to do, you know, too much when it comes to maybe asking them to think of ideas of ways that we can do something in the future because they're dealing with so much right now. So we don't want to put unwanted pressure on them. Um, Having said that, you know, connecting with the ones that we've worked with in the past um, to spotlight them on our social media channels, which seem to, you know, be pretty high when it comes to engagement right now because people are just on their phones looking for content. Um, So we've been reaching out to them by email and, you know, some of them are super responsive and some of them, you know, they get back in a couple of days because they're dealing with just so much right now. Uh, As we all know, it's very difficult to be a local business owner during this time. So we don't want to put that unwanted pressure on them. Yeah, makes sense. Um, well, you said you go out quite a bit normally, <laughs> pre-pandemic. <I> <laughs> um, what restaurant or bar do you miss going to the most? Oh my gosh, this is like the hardest question that anybody's ever asked me in my life because we have so many awesome ones in Denver, as you know. Um, all right, you said one restaurant, one bar. I'll keep it simple that way. So one restaurant for me specifically Um, is this little gem called Grammy's Italian Goodies, which is on the west side of Denver. And it means, I know you can't see me right now, but I am very, very Italian. I grew up in an Italian household and I have to have my good Italian food. And their stuff is just phenomenal. It's incredibly comforting. But one thing I miss about the restaurant specifically is the charm that it has and the family itself. So right now what they're doing is They're still offering delivery, which is great. Free delivery if you're in a certain radius of the restaurant. And one of the family members will actually deliver it to your house. And I think we've done that twice since the quarantine. Um, It's pretty much a weekly restaurant visit. So that's one thing that I miss for sure. And then for bars, uh, one that I'll spotlight 
one of my favorites is called Welton Room. Um, and the owner, Champ, and his staff are just incredible mixologists, kind of pushing the boundaries of what a cocktail can be. So not having that presentation wow factor in front of you is something that I miss for sure. But for people that are here in Denver, you know, they're actually doing curbside pickup right now, certain days of the week. So I'd encourage anybody to support those two businesses. Those happen to be two of my favorites. Um, but there are so many that are open uh, doing really fun things right now. Cool. That's good. Um, what about non-food? How are you How are you getting through the, the quote-unquote boredom of quarantine? Are you going stir-crazy or... Um, like I said earlier, since I have been working remotely for so long, it's something that I'm accustomed to and something that I'm used to. I can't imagine um, just being told to work from home if I was reporting into an office or a business on a regular basis. I bet that shift is dramatic for a lot of people. Um, but right now, I think the obvious thing, like a lot of Zoom calls with family, friends, you know, different colleagues, um, also doing like home workouts to try to stay somewhat in shape during this time going to the gym is one of those things i really enjoy to relieve stress listen to music so you know i'm probably not working as working out as hard as i usually do but just doing a little bit of cardio sit-ups push-ups that basic stuff to kind of stay in shape during all the takeout that i'm ordering um <laughs> and then uh extra long dog walks of course my puppy is like my best friend. So making the most of that and just binging TV shows on Netflix. So I don't think I'm doing anything too crazy, but definitely passing the time um, during all this. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, going back to the restaurants here, you know, they're definitely having a hard time. And I know you came here, you came to Colorado from Florida, correct? Is that right? Yes, that is true. So I've been with Yelp for five years, but I relocated to Denver last summer. So just about under a year ago. Do you think there's any like unique challenges that Colorado Colorado restaurants have to face? Or do you think restaurants across the board are, I mean, are you hearing the same things from the, the Florida restaurants? Yeah. So obviously I'm still, you know, kind of connected. Florida was my home my entire life. So I still follow certain businesses on social media and I'm friends with business owners. So I see what they're up to. And honestly, it seems like everybody's in that same dilemma right now, which, you know, is not the best news to hear. Um, but the restaurant industry already has, you know, minimal margins to begin with. And this global pandemic has kind of exposed how difficult their path to success really is, especially during something like this. Um, I'm not a health expert, don't claim to be, <laughs> but based on like the predictions, it seems that maybe dining out might look a little bit different once, you know, these bans are lifted. So pretty much what I've been doing with my time now is just kind of spotlighting these businesses and letting people know that they are prioritizing health and safety more than they ever have before. So if you're someone who's maybe like skeptical on ordering delivery or takeout. I think that theory has been debunked many times by healthcare professionals. So I'd encourage anyone to, you know, order from your favorite restaurant and every dollar counts for them right now. So I think the challenges are kind of similar, um, yeah. but we can all play our part in some small way um, to get back to them right now when they need it most. 
is interesting. We have a, a client in Orlando, actually, Florida. They have a couple okay. of locations and they sent us a um, image right when this was starting of someone in the drive-thru with gloves on and a mask and handing food. And I remember thinking, oh, how an appetizing, you know, but now yeah. forward a couple of weeks, I'm like, actually, it's, it's a good thing. You know, um, you see, it's almost like you're the, the idea of seeing a mask is becoming normal in a way. Um, right. You're, you're looking forward to it now. And, you know, talking about Florida, I still have my, my family lives there. My, my sister and brother-in-law and my two nephews actually live in Orlando. Um, so the, the, regulations might look a little bit different from state to state. Um, but right now when you see someone wearing gloves and a mask, it's like you cheer a little bit on the yeah. inside. It's like, Oh my gosh, they're following the rules. Whereas, you know, when you see that it might not be the most appetizing thing to look at right off the bat. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting. So um, what creative ideas have you seen restaurants or bars take part in during this time? So one of the ones that I think is the, just a smart idea in general is just employing their servers and waitstaffs as delivery drivers. Um, there has been this massive shift in businesses um, and their models being, you know, specifically dining in. And what they need to do now is to get their products out to people. So there's a lot of other ways that you can use third-party delivery apps. Um, you can do stuff directly through the restaurant. And it seems like businesses have different preferences for those. But it's been really cool to see businesses that have never offered delivery before. And then, you know, a small mom and pop business, that mom and pop is actually coming to your doorstep and delivering something. So I think that's a, a great way to, one, um, keep your client base happy uh, and two, to still keep your staff employed, which is so crucial right now. I think we all have friends um, and people close to us that are in the restaurant industry or bar industry and they're getting hit really, really hard right now. So it's really cool that these people can actually still get employed, still make something. Um, and I think we just need to tip extra generously for those people. And I think the part two of that would just be the restaurants that have been donating food to healthcare workers, which I think is a very rewarding thing to witness being, you know, someone in Denver right now and seeing all the restaurants that are stepping up specifically to do that. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I know Yelp has kind of stepped up too with the big night effort um, or big night in effort. Yes. <laughs> so tell me about that. So we did that, I think it was two Saturdays ago now, and I'm hoping that we can do it again. Yeah. I mean, plain and simple, it was a campaign to, you know, strengthen the bond between our local communities by supporting local restaurants. So we executed this in most of our North American Yelp communities. And it was pretty damn cool to see the community come together just by ordering takeout, obviously sharing photos on social media and showing love for these restaurants on Yelp, you know, seeing all these reviews come in. Um, I think right now those words mean so much more to a business owner than what they would maybe, you know, a couple of months ago. Um, so it was a really rewarding thing. I personally was in my backyard drinking a beer from Finkel and Garf in Boulder, I ordered delivery from this really cool um, fried chicken restaurant called The Post. Um, and so I was just kind of enjoying the weather that we had before the snowstorm hit. And I was just on my phone watching all of the 
you know, Yelp Colorado tags come in, going on Yelp to see the reviews that were being written and just sharing that content with the greater community. So it was pretty rewarding for me to see that and then amplified from all the other, you know, Yelp metros that we have, not just in the U.S., but in Canada as well. Oh, that is great. It's, you know, obviously when this first happened, everyone went on the rush to the grocery store, right? And stocked up. Um, but I, I've, <laughs> I've been curious to see, like, um, you know, are people going to get sick of cooking? And I, I saw on TikTok, there was, it was actually in Indiana, but there was this line of, of Panda Express and the person was just following this car line. It went on for like two miles of oh people just God. in line. And I, and they, and the caption was something like, yep, people are sick of cooking now. So, um, you know, I, I am curious to see like at what point in this do we go from cooking to more and more takeout? Um, yes. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting you say that because I think right off the bat when this happened and we were told to stay home, my first initial instinct was to start, you know, ordering food more than I typically do because I wouldn't be going out. And I've actually done the opposite where I'm starting to implement more cooking at home um, because I did order a lot of takeout those first two weeks. And I was like, okay, like maybe I should start cooking a little bit more at home. And cooking is very therapeutic for me. It's something I like to do. Um, But like we said earlier, there's just so many awesome businesses here and we just want to play some small part in ordering from them whenever we can. So it's, it's trying to find that fine line, I think, of, of staying healthy, but also like, you know what, today's also 420 and I kind of want to have some stoner food too. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, so if I owned a restaurant, what would be your advice to me? Like what, what, what's your advice for keeping me in front of customers? I think right now keeping people posted on social media is just the easiest way for restaurants to kind of spread the word to the masses. Um, a lot of us are just on our phones more than usual. Um, so it just kind of makes sense. And we've also seen tens of thousands of businesses taking advantage of their free tools on Yelp during this time to kind of update their pages, let their customers know what their current specials are, you know, what their hours of operations are, um, stuff like that. You know, things are changing on a you know, rapid basis. It seems like we're getting new news almost daily um, from like the governor or the mayor. And so I think we're all just trying to roll with the punches right now. So for businesses, if they do have the time, you know, posting that photo on social media does go a long way, I think, in just kind of letting people know what you're offering right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what do you think? And obviously nobody knows, but what do you think the new normal will be when things start to reopen? Yeah. So, you know, take my answer with a grain of salt. I'm no healthcare expert, but the articles that I've read, um, they've been alluding to waiters, bartenders, service staffs wearing gloves and masks, you know, businesses lowering their capacity actually to to practice more conscious social distancing. It's all unknown what the future will look like. And like we were talking about earlier, you know, is that what we really want as diners? But if that's what, if that's the only choice that we have, I say, let's go all in. Um, so all we can do now is just support the businesses who need it most. So those are just predictions. I obviously don't have all the answers, but it seems like that that's been a generic um, trend that people are talking about um, what restaurants might look like a couple of months from now or who, who knows when. 
you know, it's interesting because we work with a couple of local restaurants, one of them being the Buffalo Rose and Golden and El Rancho up in Evergreen. Both of them actually are large, right? So they have the, (laughs) and I was thinking, gosh, you know, it's obviously you want to fill the room, but worst case scenario, you're, you're almost better to be in that position than if you were like a hole in the wall kind of place, you know, that's going to be more challenging, I think. I know. Um, and Buffalo Rose is massive with the, you know, the, the live music venue next door too, and the bar upstairs. I mean, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous space, but um, like you said, I think maybe those businesses might be built to last a little bit longer. Whenever I see um, an article that says like, 30% of restaurants might not come out alive out of this or breweries. I, I like refuse to read it because I just don't want to accept that, that yeah. that might be the new norm and that these business owners might have a big, you know, hole to climb out of after. So I'm trying to stay positive throughout all of this and just keep reminding people, Hey, if you're going to buy something, you know, even the food that you buy from a grocery store, you know, buy it from a local farm, a local producer, um, you can buy all of this stuff and it just takes a little bit more of an extra effort. Um, and if, obviously if you have the means to do it, um, but I, I think it's just so crucial right now to just continue like being a broken record and sharing that yeah. message with everybody. Like don't buy that big brand of tequila because it's nine ninety nine for a plastic bottle, like buy the one that's $20 and you know, it goes directly back into our local economy. Definitely. The other thing I've seen too is like uh, Cafe 13 here in Golden, they were selling like their milk and their, you know, like their ingredients. And then you're seeing other bars selling off bottles and saying they've had some success with that. Yeah, I've seen a lot of places open back up. It seems like more and more bars specifically, I feel like they got hit the hardest right off the initial ban. And, you know, we all survived the prohibition of Denver for an hour and a half that one, <laughs> you know, that Barely. afternoon. And then there was, you know, a, a rampage of people lined up outside of local breweries and liquor stores. Um, but yeah, that's very true. A lot of businesses have kind of shifted. They're selling you know, baskets of what it's like, Hey, this is a produce basket. This is a meat basket. This is a vegetarian based basket. So I think they're doing whatever they can to just sell product. And it seems like people are actually buying them. I mean, I don't know what those numbers are. Um, but I think they're being very adaptive and I think they're kind of being a chameleon right now and just whatever situation is thrown at them, they're doing their absolute best to just make that quick buck. Definitely. So going into the social portion a little deeper, um, tell me about, you know, Yelp Colorado, these social accounts. Because I know a lot of people think of Yelp, they automatically go to the the restaurant review site or the review site. But mm-hmm. what, what's the purpose of, you know, at Yelp Colorado? Yeah, so obviously the Yelp app and the website is the bread and butter. That's, you know, how it started. Started as a website back in 2004, eventually became an app and the you know, I think it was 2012. Don't quote me on that. I actually don't know that, but I think it was 2012. Um, But uh, what a lot of people don't know is that there are community managers like me in all of the major cities here in North America. So I'm based here in Denver. I run the Yelp Colorado account. It's just me right now. Um, So we might not be posting as frequently as we normally do. (laughs) 
Um, but the, the main gist in general is just to connect people to great local businesses. Um, that's Yelp's mission statement. And that's why we're here. So I'm specifically here in Denver. Um, usually we do have other people employed in some of the other cities like, you know, Fort Collins and Colorado Springs. Um, right now that's, you know, not a thing for the time being. Um, so I'm posting a lot of Denver and Boulder content specifically. Um, restaurants and bars play a huge portion into that. It's something that I'm personally interested. All of my jobs before working for Yelp were behind a counter, in a kitchen, um, behind a bar. So that's something near and dear to me. So I probably post a little too much about that, but everybody <laughs> needs to eat. So um, I think it's something that's very important to kind of continually remind people of the great local restaurants that we have here. Um, but we also spotlight, you know, salons and escape rooms, so many different types of businesses. And that's really what Yelp is here for. And just to build on that. So like the, the Yelp elite events, can you talk a little bit about those? I would love to. And it's something that I, I just missed. So I'm glad that you, you brought that up. So, um, um, that we worked on recently, one of our last events before this all happened was, you know, at State 38 Distilling in Golden. Um, and it's an opportunity for the people that are our most active contributors on Yelp, meaning they write reviews, they upload photos, they participate in talk, they send compliments to people. It's like our most active users, essentially. Um, and we think it's important to make sure those people have a real name, a real face, that they're role models for the website. Um, and a big chunk of my job is connecting those people to great businesses here in the greater Denver area. So creating these opportunities for people to connect in person, shake hands, share a drink with each other while, you know, experiencing a new business for the first time. So um, I think we will be dabbling in virtual events um, in the coming months just because we want to find ways to engage our community um, I'm not entirely sure what those will look like, so maybe stay tuned, <laughs> ask yeah. me in a month. Um, but again, it's something that we can do to keep people engaged, keep people excited about local businesses in general. Um, and that's really what the Yelp Elite Squad represents. Okay, great. Um, so how you, you mentioned you run the account. How have you shifted your social activity during this time? Are you posting more? Are you using different hashtags? What, what have you done? Um, hashtags right off the bat, I think people started, you know, we got this Denver, Colorado curbside doing my part, Colorado. I think the governor actually, you know, implemented that one. Um, but when it comes to the content that we're putting out, um, we've implemented a new business owner spotlight, um, just like hashtag meet the owner. Um, very simple, but it allows business owners to kind of speak candidly about their current state of operations and, how the shelter in place orders have affected their business. Um, and some of them are not all, you know, unicorns and rainbows. Some of them are very transparent. Um, and one of them actually brought tears to my eyes as I was wow. typing out the quote. Um, but it's just something that I think is important. It shows that these people are real. A lot of times when we go to a business, we don't necessarily interact with the person who has invested their time, their money, um, and so it's been really cool to kind of put their face on our handle and hear from them directly. Um, and additionally, I, on a more lighthearted note, I've been posting more of my delivery and takeout experiences, which I never thought I'd be posting that onto the official Yelp handle. 
you know, from my dining room table, but this seems to be the new normal right now. And that's what everybody's doing. So we want to let people know that, Hey, you can still, you know, post a sexy picture of food, um, from a takeout container. So do you have to keep your house like super clean now since you're photographing? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I, I am a pretty, I'm pretty much of a neat freak in general anyway. Um, but yeah, it's so weird. Like our dining room table, I never thought that that would be used for me, like staging photos. Um, the other day I actually, um, I posted a photo of, um, ratio. They delivered beer directly to my house. It was snowing outside and the guy showed up. His name was Hunter and he had a cowboy hat on a red bandana. (laughs) He looked like a bandit and he had like an entire, like, palette of beer for me and i was like this is the most colorado beer delivery experience of all time do you mind if i take a picture of you i'm gonna post it on yelp and he's like hell yeah dude absolutely so again i never thought that i would be creating content from my house like that but that's what we're all doing so we're just all adapting and rolling with the punches it's funny because i saw that picture and i was like oh looks like matt's got a new look going and then i read the caption and i was like oh no that's not him i definitely do not look like that guy i wish I he's an awesome looking guy um so you know what res- what social network in general do you feel is most impactful for for restaurants it's a tough question my personal favorite of like the big three like being like you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter would be Instagram. I think a picture is worth a thousand words. I mean, I didn't come up with that quote, but somebody did. And it seems to hold hold true to this day. I've been guilty of seeing, you know, a drool worthy photo of like a lobster roll or pad thai, and then immediately placing an order for takeout from that said restaurant, because I was like, I need to have that in my belly right now. Um, Twitter, honestly, I I never really got into too much. It seems more of a uh, temporary thing, which is fine. Um, I think it's good for news and and getting updates on stuff like that. But I don't really pay too much attention on Twitter. And Facebook, I usually use for more personal things to kind of keep up with, you know, friends and family. So Instagram, I think, has been a a great tool. They made some great updates over the years. Um, So that's my personal favorite. Do you use the story or IGTV function quite a bit? Story, um, I definitely like using that a lot. Um, kind of um, going off of the question that you asked me earlier of what we've been doing on the on the channel, um, a lot of times when businesses tag us, we get a lot of tags from businesses and, you know, we can only see so much at a said time. Um, but right now I'm trying my best to just repost any content that people are tagging us in. Um, it's not a pay to play thing. We just want people to know like, Hey, this business in Boulder is still offering takeout or this business down in the Springs is doing something. Um, and it's just an easy, easy way to kind of tag the business, put their location on there, put a little stay at home sticker on it and just let people know what that business is doing for maybe a business that I didn't know um, was actually offering something at the time because there's almost too many to count. And I think that's why platforms like Yelp have been so successful to this day, because it's just a guide for every single local business out there, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a plumber, whether it's a salon. Um, So that's something that's been you know, rewarding for me. It's like, okay, if we get tagged in something, I'm looking for content right now. So if anybody's listening to this, <laughs> tag at Yelp Colorado, and I'll try my absolute best to repost that immediately. 
You did repost our toilet paper roll post for El, El Rancho. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fantastic post. And again, who would have ever expected a month ago that we'd be posting content about toilet paper? Nobody yeah. would have predicted that. But uh, I'm hoping that that is dying down a little bit where people are not going as frantic for toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> I understand, I think, where they're coming yeah. from. But at the same time, like, I don't want to be posting about that too much longer. So So we did not talk about TikTok, but that's something I personally, Ooh. even though I'm way too old to be on it, I've been <laughs> spending a lot of time during the pandemic on TikTok. How about you? Um, unfortunately, I do not have a good answer why, but I have not been using TikTok and I've enjoyed the clips that, you know, people have been sending me like those crazy dancing videos um mm-hmm. it seems like something that it's like snapchat for me where i just decided to delete it one day and then i decided that i didn't miss it anymore mm-hmm. um, you know for me i think since i'm on yelp like 24 7 and you know responding to messages and posting content on other social media accounts my time and energy just goes into that so during my free time, I'd rather like read an article or cuddle my dog or go outside. I just don't want to be on the phone. Um, yeah. But maybe you can sway me into why TikTok has become this <laughs> massive phenomenon. Well, now I feel that. horrible because I have kids and a family and I'm still on it. Um, but I, <laughs> the reason that we are on it quite a bit is because I would say out of anything on social media, it's what brings a smile to my face the most. Like, I just think there's okay. so much funny content. And right now I'll take any kind of smiles I can get, you know? So right, right. that's why I like it. But. That, that makes total sense. And I think we've touched on it a couple of times, but people are just looking for things, you know, to make them happy. You know, it might not last, but it's something. And I remember when, I, I woke up one day because I still have a lot of friends in Florida. So they wake up earlier than me. And then I was getting tagged in all these push-up challenges. And I was like, who wants to see me do push-ups? You know, and then for like 72 <laughs> hours, that was like the next hot thing. Um, so I don't know. It's one of those things that may, I'm, I never say never. But right now, I'm not currently into the TikTok yeah. phenomenon. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> all right. So... You know, obviously we follow Yelp Colorado, but what other foodie accounts here in in the Denver area would you recommend following? Ooh, um, well, for something for following, um, there, there really are too many to count. Um, two of my favorites um, are people that you know I actually know. They're they're members of the Yelp Elite Squad. You can find them at um, Mile High Food Fairy and at Eat Drink Etc. Um, their names are Amber and Avita, and they're just two genuine human beings who enjoy spotlighting local restaurants and reviewing, you know, their favorite businesses. And the thing that I'm jealous of the most is that they take the most drool-worthy photos. And I think I'm pretty good on the phone. I can take some good food photos, but I'm always learning from them too um, of how to stage a photo, especially now during this time where I'm trying to concentrate a little bit more on doing that. Um, and they always post these amazing takeout and delivery photos in addition to what their normal content would look like. Um, yeah, I guess that's a good question, though. Like, Do you have any tips for photographing food in a styrofoam container? 
I've seen a lot of people, um, what we did for big night in specifically is we encourage people like, Hey, if you wanted to kind of make a date night out of it, you know, with you and your partner, you know, maybe set a candle and get those placemats out that you only use for Thanksgiving, um, and get your, you know, nicer table wear out. Um, for me, I don't really enjoy doing that too much. That's not really my cup of tea. If the food tastes good, I can eat it off a flip-flop. That's fine with me. (laughs) Um, but I think that, I think the number one thing is just, if you have natural sunlight, you know, put your food by a window and you really don't have to do any editing to your photo at all. Um, I luckily have a little just a bench outside of my house. So if the weather's nice, I go out there. Um, I take some photos and I just enjoy the weather while I'm eating a delicious meal. So if you have natural sunlight at your disposal, which in Colorado, we have that a lot, um, take advantage of it. It makes your photos look good. Definitely. Well, great, great tips. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to plug for Yelp Colorado that we should have on our radar? Any? I know you talked about a lot of initiatives, but yeah, um, I think, you know, the, the current one right now uh, today is a, a highly celebrated holiday here in Colorado. It's 420 and we came out with our mile high munchies guide. So <laughs> businesses that are still open for delivery and takeout, um, we have five businesses that we highlighted as the top five, um, which I can name right now. They would be, you know, Snarf Sandwiches, Bonfire Burritos and Golden. Ian's Pizza, Brutal Poodle, which is one of my favorite places to go to. It's like a metal-inspired bar, which I'm very big into that music scene. Um, And Chicken Rebel, which is another great, awesome restaurant. And then we have some other businesses in our collection as well. So um, you can check that out on Yelp Colorado or a bit.ly link, um, Mile High Munchies, and it'll lead to our collection of businesses directly on Yelp. Great. Well, you can tell I'm not originally from Colorado because I didn't even put the 420 together until you said it. So um, I will definitely have to check that out. And I've never been to Bonfire Burritos. Um, So definitely have to check that out. Definitely check that place out. Um, They're like a a food trailer out in Golden. They've like have this great fan following. Um, They make an exquisite green chili, which obviously I feel like everybody makes one out here. Um, but the cool thing that they're doing right now is that you can actually buy it by the pint or the quart. Um, so if you like your food spicy, which a lot of people do out here, um, you can get that. And they'll also even tone it down a little bit, depending on what your spice level of choice is. So yeah, those are great businesses to check out today. They're offering delivery and takeout. Um, you know, you can call the restaurant directly or you can go on your favorite, you know, delivery app and see if they'll deliver right to your doorstep. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out to share, you know, what you're doing and how you're surviving the pandemic. And um, I really appreciate it. And I hope next time we talk, like this new normal is in place and and we we've got restaurants up and running again. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Um, so enjoy the rest of your quarantine. Stay safe out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You too. All right, everybody. That wraps up today's episode of Eat, Drink, Social. Thanks for listening. If you have a story to share or know somebody that does, feel free to reach out to us.